Some say that alongside this see-it-to-believe-it world is the shadowy realm of the supernatural. Sometimes the residents of that dimension touch us, and in one moment, our lives are changed forever. America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, Mary Ann Pohl, is your real ghost chatter host. On this podcast, you'll hear stories by real people who have seen real ghosts. Once in a while, Mary Ann will podcast a tale taken from the genre she loves best, the supernatural. Welcome to today's Real Ghost Chatter episode. Welcome to Real Ghost Chatter. I'm Mary Ann Paul, America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, a charter member of Author Masterminds, and your host of Real Ghost Chatter. Rosella C. Rao is back to share more of her paranormal adventures. And paranormal thriller author of 2095, which is based on a true story. And she's the author of an up-and-coming book called 911 Emergency. Rosella lives in Ohio and is the writer of the well-known blog, My Haunted Travel Blog. And you can find it at https colon forward slash forward slash myhauntedtravelblog.blogspot.com. Rosella has years of ghost hunting and investigation experience in the paranormal field, traveling around the U.S. to the most haunted historic locations and writing about them in her blog. She prides herself on telling the real story and truth regarding her experiences with spirits encountered at historical locations, as well as the legends that surround the entity. Welcome back, Rosella. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm hanging in there just like everybody else in the world right now. So one day at a time. (laughs) One day at a time is all we could do. I'm so glad you could take part of your day with me. (laughs) Me too. I I miss you, old friend. (laughs) I miss you too. And when we were talking earlier, you have, well, at least two or three books. (laughs) Yeah. Well, two or three books coming up. And then I was also, you have at least two or three topics that we talked about that I'm really excited about hear about. Yes. I don't know if we should start with, you want to start with the firehouse museum or do you want to start with Ashley or your encounter with a demon? Well, let's see here. Uh, Let's, let's put the positive first. Ashley came to visit me a few days ago when I was having, which I talked to you personally about where I was reaching out to you for some guidance. Um, But My car died recently, and I have a friend who had cancer, who has cancer, I'm sorry, who has to have a a really serious surgery. And then I also have a lot just going on in general with COVID and my kids and their schools and stuff. So it's, it's a really hard time. And I was thinking about one night, all night, just Ashley, because her anniversary of her death is coming up. I met her Valentine's Day last year, and she changed my life and became my best friend basically in just six days and then had a heart attack and died. So I found out later that it was basically not coincidental, they think, uh, according to her family. And my heart just goes out to them. And I have fallen in love with her family as well as Ashley over this whole year. But I thought person of positivity when I do my readings and stuff, and I'm always trying to find why did I live through this, you know, to help myself as well as others. So I'm thinking about her all night and her family and, and why I lived through this year. Why did anybody have to go through this? And then I get up in the morning and I have a back problem. So I do like yoga stretches and stuff in the morning. Uh-huh. And I was focusing on this 
pretzel bag, which I never really leave food like in my room or anything, but I had this like Ziploc kind of standing up pretzel bag normally. And it's, it was on lying on the floor. And I was like, I've got to put that bag away. But then I started thinking about Ashley again. And I was really focusing on the bag as I was doing like this stretch for my back. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I just see the bag pick itself off the floor into a standing position. It was wow. <laughs> right in my very eyes. And, and my, my son was in the room because he had spent the night with me. Um, he had, he has been experiencing night tears. So he's been with mommy in, in the bed while daddy's been couching, unfortunately, but he was in the bed and he, he goes, Oh my God. And I just smiled and I said, hi, Ashley. Thank you. I needed that. I needed to know that you were here. And now I'm going to really try to know and feel that love. I can get up today. I can go on. And how do you know it's Ashley? I just feel it. Like, you know, I, I've told you before, I'm like, I'm a medium. So I just have kind of certain feelings about people being in the room. Sometimes I see them and stuff, but if it's really close friends that I will just have that feeling of that specific, I don't know how, like if you were in the room kind of with me, but you were behind me and I say, I did not know it. I could probably be like, turn around before I kind of turn around like, oh, hi, Marianne. You know, right. Is it kind of like, does her image come into your head maybe? Yes. I know that there's people that I have certain feelings for different, for many people and they're all different yeah. feelings. They're all of different the, feelings, uh, right? Right. But they're all, I mean, there's still love or whatever, but there's still different feelings. It's like the person's the person spirit body. is different. Yeah. Like I feel that person's personality and I just see their smiling there you face. Go. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, it kind of shoots through my heart more and it's that's how I kind of see it so some people say their third eye my feelings have always come from kind of my stomach gut area to my heart right uh-huh. and then I'll see things and feel things but it's like that validity of that bag doing that in front of my eyes and then later on I started to get I've been having horrible sinus issues because I don't know for some reason in the winter I'm worse so I, I lie down and told my husband, I was like, I'm going to go lie down and try to feel better. And then when I was lying down the whole time, I, I kept hearing, you got to take a bath. You got to take a bath. You're going to feel better when you take a bath. And I'm like, I don't know, somebody's telling me to take a bath. I'm going to feel better. I'll take it. I'll, I'll go try. So I, I go take a bath and then I never do this, but I just said to my phone, like, Hey Siri, play my playlist. And then all of a sudden out of like, it could have picked anything, anything at all. And I hope you dance played from my playlist. And I just said, Ashley, you're here. You're here with me again. Like I just knew it was her. And you know what? I got like a few minutes later, I got out of the bathtub and I felt like a hundred bucks. I could have ran a marathon. I felt interesting. That's really interesting. I come downstairs and he goes, Oh my God. what? And I was dancing and singing and just like, I started cooking again and doing stuff. And he's like, what in the heck did you do? Because I need it. He felt terrible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like go upstairs and take a bath and ask ash as we play music for you because maybe that'll work but it was amazing so funny. i was like this is a miracle and his his grandmother will come to me quite often and i'll have those experiences a lot with her but i've never seen a physical object move so pronounced you know in front of my face now usually like a water bottle or something i'll have that or I'll hear a sound or my lights have been turning on a lot lately. And I have a watch that will turn on. If you touch it, it's a motion center thing and it will light up the whole, my whole room in the darkness. Uh I have that happen a lot when spirits 
want me, they're here when I'm trying to sleep and they'll wake me up like that because they want me to know they're there. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to sleep. So they, I, I would be telling them, do you understand? I need sleep here. I know. I'm yeah. like, guys, I'm sorry. It doesn't mean I don't love you, but please, I'm a mama. So come on. Yeah. It's, it's funny like that, but this was like, um, usually, you know, not very happy when it's in the dark and that's happening. You know, I knew, I just knew it was her. I knew it was a sign. She knew that I was thinking about her all night and how much, how much that relationship meant to me and how much I love her. And it's funny how you can only know somebody for a short amount of time, but they change your whole life. I've interacted with her family a lot. And then I'll lead into the demon. The only bad thing that's actually come to me from my mediumship in general and kind of being a ghost hunter and what I do is somebody in her family needed help. And I actually have this story on my blog. This um, is somebody in Ashley's family? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And her people were coming to me, like her past loved ones. And Ashley was coming to me a lot, trying to tell me that this is a person who needed help. And I just didn't know who they were talking about. One day after Ashley's story appeared on my blog of I had this really, really heartfelt story that it took me probably six months to write on Ashley's six month anniversary. I finally posted it, but it was the hardest thing for me to accept that she was gone and writing it for for me was the hardest thing because that meant she was truly gone. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just really, that, that took a lot. And when I put it out there, her family really responded so, so kindly. And the things that they said was just, it was so beautiful. And I just cried and it was sad and beautiful at the same time, you know, and well, her nephew wrote me saying that he had an attachment that was really evil. And I knew from talking with him and his description that it was. So I was trying to set him up with my one friend and he gets rid of these. I don't touch them with a 10 foot pole because I have children and that's me first. My kids, my safety comes first. So I was like, here is this guy who can help you, but he was too busy to help him. So he never, I think, reached out. And then his wife reached out to me telling me this story about it trying to get to the baby and I was really upset so I was at the Victorian house oddly the next day and a grandmother figure that was a part of their like their family kind of like they weren't family but it was like family they called her grandma and she came to me begging for help so I called I called the wife and I talked to the wife and I told her, I'm like, get him to a Catholic church. I believe that get him to a priest, get him to somebody who can do something and get an exorcism done because I believe that this is happening and I'm terrified for your baby because she had seen the whole, she saw the demon. So she described what I had seen in my room. What did she see? (laughs) So she saw, she was going to the bathroom and she was coming Mm -hmm. out of the bathroom and basically right in front of her as she was walking to kind of go to the sink and get some water from the kitchen before she could get there. She saw a shadow figure outline of a demon, which is exactly what I saw in my room. And Mm. it was just a week or two before I had seen it when I was trying to get help like to this to this one man who could help and he couldn't he was too busy to do it so but the demon knew that I was trying to help and it was trying to come after me so I don't have I talked about that before you have not and what I'm asking is how do you know it was a demon as opposed just to some evil person (laughs) yeah I woke up to oh it's definitely a a feeling of of the uh, absolute the devil a devil messenger in the room I woke up in the middle of the night I sleep by myself until probably like two o'clock in the morning because my husband stays up late working because he's an illustrator and he does his work at night. Basically, I was alone and I woke up feeling something watching me. It was the weirdest feeling. So I felt like something was watching me and it was in a part of my room, but yet it was like in looking into my room, but not physically yet there. Uh-huh. 
it was so hard to describe, but it was trying to get into my room, but something was trying to keep it out. Mm. And I guess that something was a part of me. So I woke up to it and I looked around after a while and my light turned on by itself. And I was like, this is happening. And I couldn't deny it because your mind wants to like, no, this isn't really happening. This is just stories. This is stuff I write, you know, like I can't really believe that this is happening to me. Right. And I just wanted to so bad, but I had to face reality or I was in harm's way. So I sat up and I started screaming. I'm with Jesus Christ. And you get out of my room. I'm with Jesus. And I started praying to God and saying, I'm with, I'm with Jesus Christ. You are banished. I'm with Jesus Christ. You are banished. And I was screaming it as loud as I could. And it was making it extremely angry. I'm and sure. Then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I just felt so exhausted. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can't believe I'm going to, I have to go to sleep. And I'm like, but I can't sleep. I'm terrified. This is scary. Then I was like, okay, I, if I feel calm enough to sleep, God must be with me. So I went to sleep really shockingly. I can't believe that I did that. And I woke up to see two huge, like nine foot angels, men, male angels on the sides of my bed with huge white hewing blue wings. And they had, they had shields that had the Trinity on it. They were blue shields with a silver Trinity engraved in it and they didn't talk to me they just stood guard in front of my bed facing the outer facing outward and yeah they uh-huh. had like these necklaces is these like bluish white necklaces that look kind of like braided leather that scooped uh-huh. down really deep into their chest yeah they were just they were just huge i mean like their their calves alone just their legs were just ungodly big and they were enormous and i just felt so safe and i felt the demon literally just vanish and then i said Mm -hmm. thank you god and all of a sudden this peace just came over me like this tranquility peace and i just shut my eyes and i think i fell asleep sitting up and i just fell down to my bed I woke up in the next morning wow. and I felt like I could run three miles. And I did. I I believe I, believe I never it. really actually that's the first day I made it around my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and I went back to my house. I'm like, oh my God, I made it. He's like, you did? And I'm like, oh my God, the angels. So I mean, it was just so real and so so pertinent. And, you know, you can't forget that. And then this is a week later that the wife, she wrote me like basically, uh, well, he wrote me and then she, he wrote, yeah, he wrote me first. And then she wrote me a few days later because I tried to give him the number and then the guy wasn't answering. And then she wrote me saying that she was fearing. And then it was like another week, I think. And I was at Victorian house. I was driving there when she wrote me saying, can I call you? And I actually gave her my number. She described exactly what I could see of trying to get into my room, but it was like, all I saw was an outline of a shadow figure, but it didn't, it wasn't human. And it had like, kind of like horns on its head. And you could see like, Uh it kind of had like this dog snout. And that's, that's all I can kind of describe. It was like, it was definitely like a reddish gray blend. It's like, kind of like when you mesh paint together, it Uh was weird. It was. Oh, that is weird. But But that sounds 
Right. It was, I mean, and I, I called my friend, his name is Barry, who I, he was one who was too busy to help, but I called him and I said, you know, what I had described and what he went over back, what the other guy described. And he was like, yeah, that's what was trying to get into your room. I told you that these things, the more that you do kind of good work, the more they're going to try to get you. Wow. And I never believed him. I was like, wow, I guess I definitely am doing good things for the spirits and trying to help people because this thing was trying to get me. But when I talked to Paul, who's my friend at the Victorian house, he said, because you're guarded by God and you know you're guarded by God and there's never a question about that, it was never going to get to you. And that's why you saw it trying to get into your room, but you would not let it pass and you didn't know you were mentally doing it, but you would not let it pass because God is so powerful that you'll never be taken. And I was like, oh, and he goes, and that's why you woke up to the angels, because that was God physically assuring you by seeing their presence. It was just a gift. It was an interesting gift to actually have and receive, but I'll never forget it. That's an amazing gift about what you're talking about, the blue that you saw on their wings. I have not seen angels like you have seen angels. However, Mm -hmm. whenever I have been in the presence, it feels like of Christ. Mm -hmm. In those times, I that is the exact color I see. Yeah, it, and it's, it's this it's, blue that it, I cannot it, explain. It's almost a sky blue, but it's yes, prettier than that. Yeah, and it glows. It's like and it glows. That's why and I it, say it's like a hue because yeah, and, yep. it, and just crazy. I've been there. I've you know I haven't gotten to see that, but I believed it. And when you said they were nine feet tall, I was oh yeah, they are because <laughs> literally in my dreams I've had visitations like that. Oh, and they and I came up. If this, how tall this was, I came up to their thigh, literally. Yes, that's what I felt like. I mean, mm-hmm. and I am so, a small woman, and, but. Uh, yeah, I'm five low. foot three, but still add that up. You know, that's yeah. huge. Well, and yeah, too. So like, yeah, and they had these necklaces that kind of like, yeah, look like kind of braided white leather that also had this shiny hue out of every grain. And it was, and then they had these white skirts that were kind of like this. Pleated, it looked kind of like pleated taffeta, you know, like school, uh-huh, I know. school girl in yes. a way, but like really thin. And and you could almost see through it, but you couldn't because of this hue shining. And they were white and there were specks of gold and silver just kind of kind of like would flash uh-huh. now and then in the skirt and their wings too. And and that's what I see during my readings too, when I describe angels to people. And I'm like, well, this is your angel that's with you and kind of giving me this message to help you on your journey to mm-hmm. make you a better person. They always have that kind of hueish thing. And then here I am seeing it, but I just felt so safe. And then when they called me again saying it, well, you know, of course I started getting frightful because of what I did experience. I'm like, this is really real. This thing tried to get me. Basically, when the grandmother came to me, I was at Victorian house in the basement. Now the basement's infamous for having not good things happen. Paul has been thrown up against the wall and it's high energy and it's not necessarily even a spirit, but it's like extremely intensive energy. Uh And we I'm a medium and I hardly can sometimes tell where it comes from because it's a very tricky thing that's down there. So when she came through, I was really scared because I was like, is this a real thing or is this a devil thing? Because of what I just experienced, I was Mm -hmm. really on edge. And Paul looked at me and he was like trying to tell the spirit to go And she just kept coming through and lighting up our equipment, which was specifically actually only my equipment. And Mm -hmm. he was like, this is a message for, for him, the nephew of Ashley to try to get help. And then I called the woman on my way home again and really tried to get her 
to go take him to a priest. I mean, because I'm just Catholic and that's all I know. Other religions could probably do the same stuff, possibly. I just don't know. So I went off of what I knew and they were a Catholic faith too. So I just said, go and, you know, do this so you feel secure, so you feel safe, so you feel comfortable and you know what you're dealing with and just get help because you have a child, you know? But yeah, so in my blog, it it said like the demon strikes again. I have, that's the one that just went up a little bit ago. Oh, that sounds great. I mean, the blog does, not the experience. (laughs) Yeah. Get real clear there. (laughs) I know. I also have a very interesting one too, about a little girl who jumps out at me from a graveyard when I'm driving my car. So that's how I knew I was a medium and I really had to face it. So that one's on there too, which we should talk about sometime as well. Yeah. I have so many stories, I swear. It's, but the Firehouse Museum, it's very interesting because it's a, it's called the Firehouse Museum. It's in Mansfield, Ohio, and Bobby Shook is the one who runs it. And he's amazing. He is like a 40-year uh, retired fireman. And he goes in there with you and he goes around. He's a really nice older man. Talk your head off about every story. He's been through the war. He's been through everything. And I just love and adore him like a father. He's so awesome. But he goes up to this coat this one night that I was there. because I've been there three times and I've also done readings for his whole staff and everything as a Christmas present. He's so nice. Anyway, he goes up to this coat who's hanging. He was a, a, a man who's not there, who was his friend, but he's deceased. Right. And his yeah. name is Cooper. He calls him Cooper. And he's like, Coop, Coop, man, I introduced you to your second wife. Move this coat for everybody. And that's just how he talks. <laughs> he's hilarious. He's always like, yeah, man, he's so sweet. <laughs> it's just so hysterically like grandpa type you can just laugh at his stories forever but the coat moves and it only moves for him i mean i can go up to it and say hey cooper moves his coat or he will not move he has a personal relationship with these buddies and they're gone and he you know he talks to them and they they're showing him signs that they're there it's it's really awesome. You know, once in a while, it depends who you bring. I've had some dead nights because I've brought in other people who are kind of non-believers. I've also like, you know, just gone by myself, my one friend, Brent, who I love and adore. And we always get like a lot of action. So it just depends on, you know, who comes in there. And, and Bobby validates that. You have to have people who believe or you're not going to get anything. And that's the same for Victorian House, because if you don't believe the first thing is that nothing happens, you know, we're all sitting there done. And then when those people leave, it's like, boom, 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 boom. And it's just electrifying. And you're like, I'm going to have to stay here all night. I'm never sleeping. But it's just, it depends. Yeah. Who you get. <laughs> Before I thought, you know, there's sometimes you get the ones that when somebody says, I don't believe somebody smacks them upside the head and they, they are become a believer because it wasn't somebody real. Right. <laughs> I mean, Lena loves to do that at Victorian house. That's where I do my research. Cause I have my third book. I'm writing about that. And Lena is the stories about her is that she gets right up into your face and just poof appears like in front of your eyes. <laughs> your face. And it's like, Oh yeah. You know what you're going to believe now. and I just think it's hilarious because she is oh she is she's a spitfire I think the best thing to describe her she was a person who was really like I guess society really just they made up you know their image of her that was completely wrong she was mistooken for sure and she she always shows me her true self in fact actually during my really bad times this year she has shown up and begged me like a one day to just get out of bed when I thought I had no energy to do it because you know with this COVID stuff and and all the things that us parents are going through one day I just felt like I'm so tired I just gonna have to sleep for a while and see you know if I get energy back and right he came to me and she was like Megan I'm so worried you 
you? <laughs> like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't get up. <laughs> that is so amazing. I, I'm not sure I could handle all these people coming to see me, these spirits. I just don't know what it's I It's always when I'm trying to sleep too. I'm like, guys, come on. Can, 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 it's, I'm sleeping in the shower or in the bathtub. <laughs> it is hilarious i've gotten so many messages that some people will be like if you don't say this now i'm just going to keep saying it over and over until you text <laughs> and i'm always like all right i'm texting harry now or something it's always harry and <laughs> harry you gotta go to the house because they're they're there at victorian house so they and they go and then yeah something massive happens and it always involves me too but it's funny it's like you got to go through this person then go through this person to get back to me to kind of like validate and explain it's so funny i'm like how do you guys coincide like this like everybody knows everybody who never met in real life uh-huh i mean i woke up one day to ashley and my grandmother talking in the corner it's two o'clock in the morning and setting off our lights in my in my watch, it it moves when you it's like a motion sensor and a huge light turns on like a laser that lights up the room. And my husband wakes up and he goes, Oh my God, who's here? <laughs> and I'm like, Ashley, it's your grandmother. And Ashley, they're just chatting up a storm. He goes, What are we in a bar? You guys are so loud. <laughs> it was hysterical like you are asleep because you are just wow because my husband always like he supports me and he's the person who goes uh-huh uh-huh and he finds it so awesome when I when you know when it comes out to be true when I say it's proven accurate but he wants to not believe me first you know that's his instinct right and so waking up like that and telling his grandmother to stop cracked me up and she followed me to the bathroom with her hands on her <laughs> hips like you're gonna listen to me now and I'm like grandma not now like, I'm trying to go to the bathroom and like go back to bed I have kids she would not let up and then I went to bed the next day for a nap because she you know woke me up and so I was exhausted and then she came to me and she told me that a family member was gonna pass and I had to tell my husband because he had to be prepared and that's the whole reason she was there and I think oh. Ashley was just like, well, I'm here too. So let's just chat. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I wake up to some weird things, Mary. <laughs> I don't know. I've had enough weird dreams, but I don't want that. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. In fact, I'm no. concerned about when I'm doing this research, I'm doing about one of them coming home with me. I do not want them to come home with me. And you know, I've, I've always feared that too. And I have to tell you, it is true that most of the time they kind of do check you out. I mean, Lena comes in and out. And she just loves me. So if you think about it in a non-threatening way, then it's not so bad. But I don't right. know what kind of house you're studying. My house is a good house. So Right. Well, it yeah. sounds like a good place. It doesn't sound like it has a bunch of the bad stuff in it. But it's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Because, you know, I'm the one that had the only experience there. My husband and I and or my son was there. And I'm, and I'm telling you, right there sitting by the wall and all of a sudden there's huge banging on the wall nobody in the room nobody in the room but me yep. heard it okay. and I thought okay we can do this and then I read up on it and sure enough this happens there so yeah so, you, that's what happens at Victorian house too is this door will move and we had two doors move that another door that doesn't really move and see Harry can't hear very well so he didn't hear it he wasn't seeing it physically move too like uh, he was right behind it that well I mean sorry right in front of the door but it was banging behind him and he just couldn't hear it <laughs> I'm like Harry turn up your hearing aid here because that door is banging like crazy I was like stunned so I didn't even say very much because I was you know how you're like well how do I even say this to this person 
but nothing really frightens Harry. I mean, I have to say, I think I was more trying to protect oh, him good. than he, he me, because he's so used to it. But I'm like, oh my God. And yeah, you hear voices call out at you. Is this the Victorian the or the Victorian. firehouse? Yeah. So the firehouse, okay, yeah. I really do okay. love it, but it's just, it's definitely, it's a safe haven for me too, as well. I like, I feel the same way that I do about Victorian house as I do that, but there's definitely, you know, so much research you could do at Victorian house and so many people and they just, the love that they express when I come in and the two little children that play with me as well as in my daughter and Paul with our equipment and stuff. I have this ball. They, they literally will spin it all around. It's uh-huh. awesome. So I just can't ever let that house go. Yeah. I know it. I know you want to. Oh, I do. <laughs> I just want, can I, I move right in? I know which room I'll pick too. I mean, more like, can I have this one? It's the only room that's not haunted. Come, Yeah, yeah. You know, they'll still come to me anyway. <laughs> this is so good. Did, did the nephew ever? I don't know. I haven't heard from oh. them. And that's what I was thinking about too that day when Ashley came to me as well as I was wondering about it. And I was thinking about reaching out to her mother again and seeing what happened because I had told, I so what happened is I called Ashley's um, daughter and she, I talked to her to tell the grandmother. So someone else who was supportive would know. And, you know, she's mama bear. People listen to her. So I was hoping. Right. Um, and I heard that they had like, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, where everybody kind of gangs up on you, right? Like, oh, an intervention. Thank you. An intervention. <laughs> You've got to get help. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry, but I just want, I care about you guys, but I'm so far away because they're all in Arkansas. So mm. here I am in Ohio and right. all my people that I knew who could help were in Kentucky and it was, it's COVID and it's so bad, you know, like older, they're in that 75 kind of age bracket. They can't go. So it's just been a hard year for everybody. And I just hope that he's okay. I just love and adore their family so much. And they feel like my family now. And, you know, I think that that's the game. That's, you lose someone that you love and adore and you never understand why. But I'm lucky because I get to understand why. And she told me I was, she was my angel. She sure is. She's definitely my angel because she's always here with me. And I have a a lot of validation for that, which I'm very lucky because a lot of people don't experience what I'm experiencing. So it's, it's very interesting, but little tidbits of, yeah, I'm here. That's nice. Especially with what you've been going through, you feel comforted. Yeah. That's really Yeah. Just so much, so much stuff. Like, you know, when you can't, I I'm always a person says acceptance is a key to life and and I'm not hard at doing that. It's just when it keeps happening, it's so hard because you hear about all these people constantly dying. You don't have a moment to let up before something else happens. So, and you just have no control, but yeah, at least she's on my side and grandma comes to me still often. And she's always very, very feisty. And she'll be the first to tell my daughter, no, and stop that. But my daughter can't, she doesn't like to, I think she can feel it because she'll look at me and she knows that someone's there. And then she looks at me for that Mm -hmm. validation. And I'm like, yeah, she's over there. And she goes, I thought so. Especially when (laughs) Lena is there. Lena, she's like, oh no. But she, she doesn't fear really Lena. She just fears because she's never met Lena before. And then she's coming to her house. But Lena will come to me sometimes. She's so supportive. She wants me to like, you know, just be happy. And she wants me to write her story so bad. So she'll, sometimes she'll just talk her story into my head why she wants me to write it right now. And if I don't have pen and paper, she's like very irritated. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's tough living in these human bodies, you know? <laughs> no, I'm like, Nina, oh my God, I love you. We need sleep. We need. <laughs> yeah. And she will always come to me when I'm sleeping or driving. And I'm like, does it look like I can write right now? She's so funny. And she's like, oh, I know. Just take this down. You know, just, it's okay. It's so wonderful to know though, that you have these people who are on your side that you still even can't see. I mean, just, there's never anything bad about having endless support. I remember that every day that something gets hard, like with my sick friend and hoping that she gets through the surgery, you know, just those people are there for me. And I believe they're there for her too. Cause if I love her, they love her. That's what I try to look at it like that. Oh, I agree. I agree. This yeah. has been such a great talk with you. Well, thank you. You always have such good stories. Just really <laughs> interested to know what happens with the nephew. So you're going to have to let me know if you find out, right? I'm going to, yeah, I think I'm going to reach out to the mother, you know, in the next day or two, but I just also know once I do, I might upset her because it has been nearly a year. Oh um, my. So it, and it's been so hard given after her death, what's been going on too. And it's one of those things where hmm, it looks evident, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Of what happened. And so I'm, we try to... We try to not do it, you know, we try not to say very much, but we all just know, communicate that silently to each other in a way. She's definitely an angel taking care of, of others and God wanted her. And that's the only way that I can, I can think of it and be unselfish for a minute, which to me is very hard because I'm like, that was my friend. And it's hard for me to not be angry about it still. Oh, I know. I do understand. Yes, I do. Yeah. And all the things we didn't get to do. And right. we planned to just do all these things together. So but yeah, people, you know, I, I think that's important for people to understand too at this time period, as I was saying to you earlier before this, just to give people grace and, and be understanding and try to understand where that person's coming from and putting yourself in their shoe for a day because it's really hard right now for everybody, no matter mm -hmm. what situation. Sing, oh, I agree. Parent, old, young, I don't care who you are. Everybody has it. So please, people just give each other grace and know that the angels are on our side if you're a good person. And you will get through it. We all will. We just have to go through it. And acceptance is the key. Everything happens for a reason. And God is here for us. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Jesus is, you know, the only one that can get us through this. And right. here we are. You know, he's getting us through it day by day, maybe. You know, we've all... feeling at you in stride, you know. But... <laughs> 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 they're all there for you <laughs> they're all there for you i i really appreciate this so i'm gonna end us now but thank you so much for being here oh you're welcome i i truly always appreciate it and you have to come on mine too because i have to get going again i'm taking a hiatus for three months of writing and everything to take care of my kids because of school being at home now but now that they're back in school i'm like i gotta get on on the jump and i gotta get writing again Oh, I'd so, love to be on your show. That'd be great. It was fun the last time we talked. I know. It's always so much fun. You're you're like my my best buddy, you know. Oh, thank so you. I just love talking to you. You lift my spirits and you make me want to go. Like, it's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> you do the same for me. Oh, thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to share it with others you think would also be interested. If you'd like to know more about me, Go to maryannpoll.com and or authormasterminds.com forward slash mary-ann-poll. Until next time, may the wind always be at your back, the sun on your face, and the good Lord walk beside you.